Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, a podcast series brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Herb Cement, and the Sajikor Foundation. Impacting Jamaica shines the spotlight on the many, but often ignored, positive happenings, activities, projects, and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate, and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by Grace Kennedy. Hello, Jamaica. Hello, world. Welcome to another Impacting Jamaica podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of chatting with Mr. Junior Rowe, principal of Riverton Early Childhood. Sir Rowe, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. In a previous Impacting Jamaica podcast with your chairman, Herman Metcalf, we highlighted that the mission of the St. Patrick's Foundation is to alleviate human suffering and to empower citizens. And we looked at two of the main ways that the foundation offers support to the most vulnerable through early childhood education and skills training. Now, today we want to hear more about the education initiative. As principal, I'm just going to ask you to describe your school population, the surrounding community, and how things have been going, especially during this challenging COVID-19 pandemic. The Riverton Meadows Early Childhood Center is situated in the Riverton Meadows, Riverton City community. It's near the landfill in Kingston, Jamaica. The landfill is about three miles away from where the location where we speak from today. The school has been in existence since 1975 when I started the Riverton Early Childhood Center. And then in in the 80s, Monsignor Richard Albert, the founder and visionary of the St. Patrick's Foundation, got involved with the community and we forged a partnership. Hence, over 43 years, the school has been in existence. We have served a wide cross-section of the community, Riverton City, Colorado and Shantytown. And we have children as far as Waterhouse, Seaview Gardens, and Washington Gardens. The school population has over 110 students. Previously, we used to have up to 140. But due to the pandemic, since COVID-19, the number has decreased due to some students have left the community and have gone to rural Jamaica to stay with other relatives or persons just disappear, they are not online. But we have over 92 students presently online, either face-to-face or online. We do, we use a a two modality. We have a staff complement of over 21, 13 teaching staff and ancillary, and we have over five volunteers. Your school population has declined. You're saying that some of them, some of the children have gone to rural Jamaica? Well, when the pandemic um, started in last year, in 2020, persons within the community got scared when they found out that Kinson and St. Andrew were high on the list with fatality and with persons contracting COVID-19. And so they have some of the parishes that didn't have much incident of COVID-19 and persons that are from the community, from those parishes, they decided to take the children to stay in those communities until when things got better. And they have remained uh, up to this point. And they have remained up to this point in the country. 
Okay, and so they don't do, you, you mentioned that you have um, a, a combination of modalities. So those children who have gone to rural Jamaica have not chosen to make use of the virtual modality. No, no, because they are saying they don't have any device, they don't have any data, although our chairman has worked assiduously to acquire some devices that all our teachers have devices to go online to do the WhatsApp or Google Classroom or Zoom, whatever media, they have the device to go online. We have some that we got from Jazzy, and we got some from some friends, and we give them to the community children. Those who we know will take care of them, they can take it home. Those who we know are not so careful, they come to the center on a daily basis and use these devices. So how have things been going with your 101? How, how has learning been going in this challenging time? Well, learning has been great. I have a set of teachers who are dedicated and very committed and uh, so they devise ways to reach the children. Some teachers will take the lesson to the, to the parent in the home to deliver packages so that the students will be able to learn and be able to be a part of the virtual classroom. Some will come on a Friday to drop off their work and get it marked and more assignment and get more material to go back home. But the majority of them are online and Facebook, no, WhatsApp, Zoom, and Google Classroom. So we are having those. And, but the parents are still complaining about the data. It's very expensive and so forth. So what we have done we have partnered with International Samaritan. Our country director, Ms. Sandrina Davis, um, has given us Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi through um, Flow. So we have that, and plus we have from another private uh, provider. So we, as long as you come on the compound, you're automatically uh, connected. So that's all we have the community children who are having difficulty, even those who attend high school and primary school, they can come on our compound as long as they wear their mask, sanitize, and social distancing, they can access connectivity whenever they come on our premises. That sounds awesome. I see that you have a combination of the virtual and the, well, the technology as well as coming in, but when you come in, you also get to use the technology is what you're saying. Yes, um, yes, But you yes. also described that the teachers sometimes walk to or go to the, the homes of the students to drop off the work. Is that correct? Yes, yes, that is so correct. We have teachers who go to the home to make sure if they don't see the child online, they will go to the home, find out what is the problem and see if they can address the problem because no child must be left behind. Every child can learn and every child must learn. So we, our, our aim is to reach every child, even though if they don't have the device, we find ways and means to get to them. And the parents are cooperating. We want to lift our hearts to the parents who are cooperating with us in ensuring that regardless of the inner city they are from, they want to make sure that their children get a better education and the one they had received. 
Absolutely. That's how you can course correct when you have a certain kind of, um, in your generation, you can course correct exactly. to, to a more positive um, outcome. Exactly. And because I'm intimately involved in the community, I've been in this community for 43 years. Yes. I've taught most of the mothers and fathers and even parents who have left the community and have gone to Washington Gardens, Seaview Gardens or, or Waterhouse. They're still take taxis and take the children back to the school. Let's talk about that a little bit. You've been in the community for 43 years and you've remained. What is fueling your yes. commitment to, to Riverton early childhood? Tell me about that. Okay. When I came to Riverton 43, 1975, there, I saw the students, they were eager to learn, but they didn't have no resources. They were sitting on building blocks and slabs, and it broke my heart. And I said, I want to make a difference in the life of these children because I see possibility. I saw potential, and I know with the resources, we can make things happen. And so I started to lobby with the companies in and around the community, like the IGL, the Berger Pains, and they have assisted significantly with our programs in order for us to reach where we are today. And then in one senior came by and he saw the need and we had the same passion and drive. And he said, Mr. Rowe, I am going to help and I'm going to make sure that these little ones receive quality early childhood care and development. And that's what we did. And today, every child has a space, every child has a chair to sit on. And we have a smart room. We have a clinic. We have all the facility you can think about in order to make things happen. We are going up this year, this month for our certification and we, we are there and we are working as seriously to make it happen. Sounds like I might sound a... very passionate, but that's <laughs> how I feel about my community and about my school. Well, I, I'm feeling your passion and, and, you know, just from the beginning, 1975, you said, coming up uh, yes, and, and looking yes. at the amazing transformation that, has happened with this, with what the students are able to access. Right now, I'd love for exactly. you to tell me some stories now about the students. How have students wow. come through <laughs> 43 years? So I'm sure you have good stories wow. to tell us about how the children have progressed and have moved on in life. Talk to me about that. We have students who have progressed and have moved on. We have many success stories. We have last year when we had our school leaving exercise, one of our past students, Shanda Paul Martin, he gave five awards, five scholarship, monetary scholarship for four students, five students, four students who were going off to primary school. He's a product of the Riverton Meadows Early Childhood Center. And he got scholarship, he got assistance, and he went and he did his, his degree in engine computer engineering first class honor and he's doing his masters 
and he's now he was working at NCB Bank and now he moved on to Digicel Foundation. Mm-hmm. A lot of companies just want his expertise. And he said to me, Mr. Rowe, this July, July 1st, I'll be doing the same thing that I did last year because I remember where I'm coming from and I want to ensure that these children get the right start in life. We have another girl, Shaniqua Brown. She came to Riverton and most of the time she didn't have means, but she would just go to school just the same. And she went to Doheny Park Primary, left from there, went to Meadowbrook, graduated with 11 subjects. And how many kids went on to university, graduated as an accountant. And today, she smiled. She sent to me, Mr. Rowe, I've applied to Pricewaterhouse and I gave you as a reference. And when they called me, I told them how great this young lady is. So they wanted her to work with them as one of their auditors. Awesome. We have had police officers. We have had even Giovanni McFarlane. Oh, God, that guy struggled. His father died when he was young. And today, incidentally today, we sent his mother to nursing school and she graduated this afternoon Mm. from nursing school. His mom graduated. She made sure he went to university and he's now doing his master's. And she went back to school and she's graduating today. She sent the link to me at 11 o'clock. Mr. Rowe, I can only take one person with me. I'm taking my husband. But she sent the link and I want you to go on. Oh, God. And today she sent the pictures to me and I'm feeling so, so proud to know that regardless, she sent him through school. She did part-time job. And now she went and did her CXC and graduating today with with her diploma in nursing. Oh, that's awesome. That's it awesome. is awesome. You you said you provided support for her as well. Yes, we, we got um last year we sent 30 persons, parents from the school to do skills training. Some are attending Seaview Gardens, are doing cosmetology and early childhood education. Some are at Distinction College doing cashiering, fibatomy nursing, practical nursing, and also some graduated doing um, mixedologists and also housekeeping. And they have received jobs. Some are working at Whispers. Some are working, three of them overseas on the six months program, doing um, the work through the Ministry of Labor. So you're helping the students and the parents to to make a better life for themselves. To make a better life for themselves. And I'm sure you find that when the parents are more educated or they have more skills, they're in a better position to help their students, their children. Exactly. That's the reason why we empower the parents so that they in turn can help their children. Because we used to have parents, when you send home the homework, it comes back the same. They didn't understand. But now, now that they have been exposed to education, and whenever we have workshop, parenting workshop, they attend and persons will come in and speak to them, empower them. And because of that, they have taken up the opportunity to educate themselves so that they in turn can help their children. Mm, and the okay. children are more equipped because the parents are helping them. And what is so heartwarming is that the fathers also are involved. Awesome. Every morning, this father who works at 
rapid true value. He goes to work, reach work at 8.30, and every morning by 8 o'clock, he takes his daughter to school. Every morning, we've got a job for, his, for the mother, so she has to leave out early to go to, job, to, go to her work. So he has to take the child to school, and every morning he's there. This graduation, we are going to give him an award for being so consistent and yeah. being the most devoted pair father. And when other fathers sees that, when other fathers see what is happening, Could they want them. to. Yes. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So that is what we are doing. So I, I spoke to somebody and they said they are going to give the trophy towards that father already. Boy, Mr. Roy, it sounds like you're doing some amazing, life-changing work down there in, in, in Riverton. And my next question to you is, what do you want Jamaicans and people, companies across the world, in Jamaica and across the world, to know about the work of the foundation and about the school, the teachers, and the children that you lead? What do you want people to know? St. Patrick's Foundation is a renowned NGO started by the late Monsignor Richard Albert. He was a visionary. He was someone who cares for, for people. And he goes there the extra mile to make things happen. He has left a legacy of helping, sharing, and caring. And we have seen is the chairman, Miss, Miss Merman Metcalf, and her team are working assiduously to keep that legacy going, to ensure that this continues to make sure that we are trendsetter in this arena. Because we want the world to know that regardless, the foundation works within the inner city belt of Kingston, Waterhouse, Seaview Gardens, Riverton, Olympic Way. We are not looking for handout. We are just looking for opportunity in order to, for parents and youth to help themselves, to make themselves marketable so that Jamaica can be proud of them and they can be nation builders and they can come up and help their community. These persons who have graduated from our school, they are assisting in our homework program. We have a homework program where we have students preparing for um, SAB, uh, uh, CSEC, are uh, they preparing for GNAT, or PEP, and they get to go to renowned traditional high school. They talk about Immaculate. You talk about Jamaica College. You talk about uh, Kingston College. And you talk about St. Andrew High School for Girls, Meadowbrook, Merle Grove, all those scholarships we have gotten last year, those places because of the homework program. And the homework program is managed by one Kishan Watson, who is a past student from the school and wow. who teaches mathematics. Brittany Garden teaches the language. And so, and she's at UTech now in doing accounting. And they give back of themselves to make sure that this community remained on top. When people hear about Riverton, they think about the landfill. And it breaks my heart when people think just about the landfill. We want the world to think about people who have potential, just want to get some assistance to go forward and to make a difference in their family life, in their community life, and to make Jamaica a better place. That is so inspirational, Mr. Rowe. It's, it's not just a, 
a vision, but it is the reality that has been created over these past 43 years. Congratulations yes. on the amazing work that you have been doing along Thank with you very much. and the foundation. I, I would I, love to invite you to come by sometime and see what we are doing. I, I, I would like to do that. I spoke with your chairman, uh, as I'd mentioned before, yes. and I plan to visit a couple of the projects so that we can also sh shed some light on the amazing work that is being done across Jamaica. So just a point, a community, I have numerous awards, both from Jamaica and all over the world. And yeah. even what the community did, if you pass Riverton Meadows, you will see my picture on the billboard out by the front. Oh, that's cool. Okay. For right. 43 years, I used to junior role principal of the Riverton Meadows Early Childhood Center. My picture is the only one out there. When the biscuit company came about that they want to put up this billboard in different communities. Mm -hmm. And when they asked, we need persons to go and they said, the only person we can say categorically no that needs to be on that billboard is teacher role. Awesome. And I've been on that billboard. Recently, they said, Mr. Rowe, we need a JP. I went up and I got the training. And now I'm a JP for the community also. You pretty I much remember, are a servant in that community, a servant Exactly. Leader. Yeah. We have some little cottage industry and little shops, and they didn't understand the dynamics of things. And I went and did marketing to come back so that I can be able to help them and to show them how they can make a profit and how they can turn over their business. Yeah, I can hear the love in your voice as you described it. Um, for the yes. community and for the people. So kudos to you. And I hope that people will listen and be inspired to support their communities, to support the St. Patrick's Foundation in what you are doing across Jamaica. Thank you. I want to now end by asking you to share three cool things about Jamaica. Your favorite spot and why. Your favorite person and why. And your favorite food and why. Wow, my favorite spot is the Duns River Falls. Whenever I am down and need a break, mm -hmm. I just go to Ocherez, go to the falls, and just just take in the, 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 the everything that is there so relaxing. And then I just drive and come back into Kingston. So that is my favorite spot. Nice. My favorite person that I look up to, my mom. She died five years ago, but she was my my all and an all. She was caring, she was devoted, and she supported me in everything I did. If I said, mommy, this is what I want to do, she did not say no. She encouraged me and she assisted me. Mm -hmm. So I love that woman dearly up to the time when she passed on. I loved her because she gave me that push and that motivation to, to be caring and to help people because those are some of her traits that I have emulated from her over the past. I am sure she's My favorite food. I'm sure she's yes, very she proud is. of what you have achieved. Yeah, and she was she she was alive for many years to see some of the works also. Mm, excellent. And my favorite food is stew peas and rice. 
<laughs> I love stoopies and rice. If it's with, a vegetable stoopies. Or vegetable no, 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 no. I'm a Seventh-day Adventist, so I don't eat pork. <laughs> so for some vegetable stoopies, a straight stoopies. Vegetable stoopies with my, with my, you know, vegetables and so, or I will eat it with, with oxtail. Awesome. Mm, stoopies with oxtail, yes. Awesome. I love that. Yeah, you're making me feel a little hungry, but yes, awesome, uh, awesome. Yes, yes. Mr. Rowe, yes, it has yes. been a pleasure and an inspiration to chat with you on Impacting Jamaica. Thank you so much for joining me. Impacting Jamaica was brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Carib Cement, and the Sajikor Foundation. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email at impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Stitcher, or on Deezer. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com. Impacting Jamaica is powered by Grace Kennedy.